Welcome to Talking Pictures Trivia, as we venture into our sub-series, Talking TV Trivia. Whenever there's a TV show that catches our attention, this podcast picks a season and explores each episode through trivia. I'm today's host, KJ, and with me is... Tom... Nick. And I'm Chris. For those joining us for the first time, we start off each episode with four rapid-fire trivia questions. The first question is worth one point, and each question after that is worth one more point. And we follow it up with a themed discussion associated with the TV episode, in this case involving Season 1 of Disney's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Chris, tell us about today's TV episode. Today we'll be discussing Episode 5 of Obi-Wan Kenobi. This episode was directed by Deborah Chow and written by Joby Harold and Andrew Stanton. There will be spoilers for Obi-Wan Kenobi up through Episode 5, so feel free to press pause until you're caught up. In this episode of Obi-Wan, we follow Obi-Wan as he is tracked by Reva and Darth Vader. A tampered-with Lola traps the refugees who are looking to escape the Empire's tyranny. We find Reva's true purpose is to get close to Vader to take her revenge. By the end of the episode, Reva confronts Darth Vader and Obi-Wan and the refugees make their escape. It's time for question one. What does Obi-Wan ask Roken for to support Leia? Locked in. What? Who's Roken? <laughs> Roken's kind of the leader of the refugees. Oh, oh, locked in. I'm sorry. Locked in. All right, Nick, what do you have? I think it was something like faith. Tom? A ladder. Chris? A ladder. It is indeed a ladder. Ah. <laughs> she says she's, she can go up to the vent to try to figure out what's going on with the roof. So, support ladder. I do like faith, though. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he says faith, too. <laughs> Maybe it's a faith ladder. Mm-hmm. Ladder of faith. It's time for question two. Darth Vader asks Reva to kneel. Unlike the ninth movie, what does she rise as? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Nick? The Grand Inquisitor. Tom? Yeah, I thought the same thing, the Grand Inquisitor. Chris? Indeed, the Grand Inquisitor. Points for everybody. It's time for question three. Although unnamed in this episode... What does Tala use to sacrifice herself to give the refugees more time? Locked in. Locked in! I have no idea what it's called. <laughs> I'll give you a hint, Tom. I'll give you a hint because they don't actually say it in the episode, so it's a little unfair. But um, Leia uses one as a threat in Return of the Jedi, yep. which makes 3PO very nervous. I, I, I don't I don't I saw Return of the Jedi like once <laughs> or twice or something. Um, I, I mean, I'll describe the object. It's it's like a grenade type thing. And you and it looks like a it looks like a really small disco ball. That's also a grenade. So I'm going to say disco ball grenade. I was going to say, and, and that's correct, right? Like, that's Disco Ball Grenade. It's the perfect thing. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called in Quidditch? What they're always looking, what the Seeker's looking for in Quidditch? The go- oh, the snitch. Would you say it looks like a snitch? Um, uh, no, I think it's a little more, a little more bedazzled than that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, a, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's like a gangster snitch. That's what we got going on here. <laughs> so the answer is gangster and snitch. And the points go to Tom. Gangster snitch. Nick, what do you have? Well, it's something that can detonate 
in a thermal manner. It's a thermal detonator. Chris? It is indeed a thermal detonator. All right. Obviously, uh, Tom. Come on. <laughs> Although gangster snitch might now be my new word for thermal detonator. <laughs> How would 3PO say that? It's oh, she's gangster. holding a gangster snitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for question four. What blinds Anakin? Locked in. Oh, locked in. Trying to get the exact word. I'm shutting my AirPods off. Audience, I can't see. Chris is doing one of the best dances I've ever seen of the Katina dance. I'm frustrated because I know this. What else can we sing as a group? Ray's theme. What's, can you repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> what blinds Anakin? No, very good. It's very rollicky. Yeah. She's like going down the sand dune in the mm-hmm. on that shield type thing. Was that a John Williams also? Yeah, episode nine was apparently going to be his last one. Oh. But trivia while uh, audience, you're in luck. Trivia while Nick's uh, thinking of his answer. Mm -hmm. Um, I read on IMDb today that John Williams was done, but he came back to write Obi-Wan a theme. Oh, Oh, really? But that I can't hum. I can't. I don't. don't, That's the fact that he was back for Obi-Wan's theme. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Confirmed by Nick. Yeah, the Rick. Who's still hunting for an answer? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was John Williams was not the answer to this question. Yeah, uh, John Williams is not blinding Anakin. <laughs> hmm. No. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, the Ricard Wagner of our time. I'm gonna be so pissed off when I can't get this one right. Hmm. <sighs> Locked in. Nick, what do you have? Rage, Tom. Uh, Obi Wan says, "Me." She's like, "I'll blind him." Yeah, or or thinking about me will blind him. Chris, uh, it's Anakin's need for victory, and the episode goes to uh, Chris. Victory, uh, victory. Mm-hmm. I was like picturing the flashbacks, and I couldn't quite get there. I was thinking of when he's talking to Riva and. Um, how do you know he won't see it coming? Because um, he'll only able to be—he'll only be able to see me. This that, was a flashback a scene, though. Mm. It was. Yeah, no, I, I, I yeah. yeah. That's why he's still a Padawan, right? Mm. Yeah, it's it's sometime before or after episode two because mm. he's still got the Padawan haircut and he's fighting. Yeah, they're obviously on Coruscant, but he usually he actually says the words "you're blinded by your need for victory" or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're blinded by your need for victory. That's, yeah. Congratulations again, Chris, our winner. Mm. I'm sensing a trend here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be diving into our topic of the week TV series versus movie right after this break. Join another Talking Studios production, Limited Lexicon, where we play through text based adventure games. 
text-based adventure games were computer games from before computers had graphics. The game uses text to describe a scene, and the player types back how they want to interact with the game. I'll read the text from the computer, and my co-host will feed me commands. This season, we're playing through The Hobbit from 1982 on the ZX Spectrum. Here's a quick sample. I thought uh, a lot about our first command, and I think it should be no print, because we don't want to print things as we're going along. I think by default, it's not going to print. And even <laughs> if I did print, I, where is it going to print to? 1982? I, I would imagine if we go west, we're going to be south of the troll, right? Just south of the troll land. Yeah, let's try it. You go west. The troll's clearing. The visible... Oh, we died. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The troll, the troll saw us and killed us. So I think we have to say the answer to the riddle then. The answer is dark. Say dark, I think. Talk to what? Golem. Gollum. Say Gollum dark. You talk to Gollum. Thorin says, hurry up. And we died. And we died. So we went northeast last time. So let's go southwest. You go southwest. Visible exits are north, northwest. You see the valuable golden ring. Oh, we're wow. ending it here. That's wait, wait. perfect. Oh, That's perfect. Limited Lexicon coming to your podcatcher and YouTube in late 2022 by Talking Studios. And we're back. So, guys, I, I, I also read on IMDb, I don't really know how true it is, but this was supposed to be a movie, but Solo didn't do as well as they wanted, so they didn't make it a movie. I don't know if it was going to be one movie, a trilogy, but how did you guys feel about this as a TV series versus a movie? When you mentioned the topics for the six episodes, this was the first one that jumped out at me because one of my favorite things about this show, well, first off, I'll answer your original question. Yes, I think it was much better as a TV show. I think from a character development standpoint, all TV shows typically are better than movie counterparts. And I think that's true of this. I feel like Obi-Wan is basically the Luke Skywalker of episode eight and nine, but we like this character more because we get a chance to feel why he is the way he is. But we've had that discussion already. My favorite part about these is that they actually mirror the six original films, four, five, six, and one, two, three. And if you, for anybody that's already watched them, Go back and watch them again, but think about what happens in the movie counterpart of the episode. So, for instance, episode two, the movie, has a, a chase scene through a city, through Coruscant, where our heroes are chasing a bounty hunter. This Obi-Wan series, episode two, reverses it. We're in a city, we're having a chase, but now our two protagonists are being chased by bounty hunters. And it's very, very similar visually in the idea. In fact... Uh, there's even a scene with death sticks in episode two when Obi-Wan and Anakin go into the bar and they say, do you want any death sticks? That is in episode two of the TV show when Ewan McGregor's daughter asks her if he would like any drugs or any spice on the scene. Uh, this episode, episode five, correlates with episode five of the movies, which was uh, the siege on Echo Base, the siege on Hoth. We're going to have a quote unquote, I, I'm going to use the word quotes, siege on this planet as where I, what is this? This is Jabim, I believe when we're going to have the empire trying to take over or invade where these, this new prototypical section of rebels are. So I really, I really enjoyed that. And you can actually find one of those through points in every one of the episodes. If somebody else wants to jump in, I'll, I'll stop talking for a second now. I want to hear the other through points. 
So episode episode one is is a tough one, but that's the kid on Tatooine finding the kid on Tatooine and then oh, finding okay. Obi Wan there. That's the tough one. Number two is definitely the Coruscant scene. I actually wrote some down here so I can not get these wrong. Uh, number three is the fight between Obi Wan and Anakin. So in that fight in the in the movie, Anakin gets burnt in the fire when Obi Wan defeats him. In this one, Anakin actually wins and drags Obi Wan into the fire before he escapes uh the last episode episode four is all about invading an imperial stronghold and saving the princess so we're in not we're not invading the death star this time we're invading the fortress and we're still saving the princess by the way she's being interrogated just like she was in episode four of the movies and then episode five is the siege of the rebels and we won't talk about episode six because we haven't gotten there yet and there's no spoilers but there is also a correlation there if you if you take a look for it I totally forgot to bring this up last week, but the best way to sneak a kid out of a heavily guarded fortress is to just put them under your coat. I, I completely forgot to bring that up. <laughs> I was trying to believe that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think what's missing when you transition into a television show and then what's gained are, are different things. What's missing is there isn't this sort of grand scale. And while I think you know mo most people aren't overly fond of episodes one, two, and three, they're still big, right? They're still large. They're expensive, and they're they're what people refer to as operatic. I really I really don't like that description, but I think it fits in uh, in the Star Wars cinema world. Um, all of that is kind of thrown away a little bit we're, we're looking at something more so under the microscope looking at um you know kind of finer details characters that don't connect as much to a larger audience uh however television does offer us a lot of opportunities for as you said chris character development you could really work through a character's journey and specific affairs he or she has to deal with in a way that you can't with a larger movie and so i think that's generally speaking the affordances and attractions of the two media along the lines of what chris and tom were just talking about i do agree that this was probably better portrayed in a tv series versus a movie but also what tom was saying with scale this episode specifically, and I keep joking with everyone before the, the show even started, with the siege, because of the, I'm sure, budgetary restrictions, because it's a TV show versus a feature-length film, that whole sequence did not feel like a siege to me. There was a, what, maybe a dozen or so stormtroopers on a field waiting for a door to open, uh, so these... Well, now we know there were two ships, but one ship could escape. Like it, it didn't give me the vibe of what I felt the siege would be. And 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 Chris, you were even talking about like ha, okay, that that's a siege. You know, we got walkers coming in. We got all kinds of different um, ships and machinery. Yeah, that just felt like very subdued for what I think they were trying to portray. But I do know that was probably because of uh, budgetary restrictions for a TV show. I, I don't know. You guys can chime in if you if you agree with this or not. I do like the idea of the weekly TV series just because we could have those those quote unquote water cooler moments 
when we were when we were kids, when we were in college before the pandemic, you would go and see a Marvel movie on like that Friday or Saturday night when it came out because you did. And if you didn't, you were you were worried that you weren't you were going to miss the conversation the next week. And I feel like when we were younger, maybe high school age, that was what TV was, that there were those water cooler shows, the the Seinfelds and the Friends. And they, they were like, if you missed that episode the night before, you were you were outside the conversation the next day. When Netflix came about and had the whole like, I'm going to dump my entire season there, although I love to binge, I found that I was forced to not talk with friends and family and at work because of the spoiler thing. And now I feel the same way with movies because not everybody feels comfortable enough to go back to the theaters. So even I didn't see Thor Love and Thunder the first weekend it came out. In, even though I did eventually see it in a theater, I, I still don't talk about it with people because I don't know who's watched it. I do feel that like these week by week Disney Plus or Hulu shows, I think now are kind of coming back to being those water cooler shows where people are like, oh, yeah, I saw it. Let's talk about it. And you have a week to kind of break down what happened, what you liked, what you didn't like come up with wild and crazy theories. So from that perspective, I do like the TV show aspect of it. Like we do this a lot with the Mandalorian, at least me and my, my close friend group. Soon as an episode drops the next day, we're talking about it in whether it's online or whether it's in person, you know, what did you think? How do you think what's going to happen next? Where is this going to go? And I do like that about, about TV, about TV, the TV format. KJ, what are your thoughts with this? Do you think it was better as it was with the TV series or if they could have done a good job with a, a film? So I like this TV series a lot. I might even say I love this TV series. I, I think after, I think I mentioned after um, uh, The Last Jedi, this might be my favorite Star Wars media that we have here. I can't imagine it as one movie. I can't break it up into two or three movies so I'm just curious what the original plan was for the movie. It must have been pretty different than the show, right? How would you guys break this up into however many movies you want? Like even with the first movie, well, where would the first movie end, right? This is not a three-act season, which is fine. It doesn't have to be. It's a TV show. But like how long would they have been on Dayu? Would they have been on Dayu at all? It could have been a fundamentally that? different story. I think if you want the same story, I think you cut a lot of the Tatooine stuff out. Like you can't not address the fact that he's watching over Luke, but you can, a lot of that first episode can go away. I, th I think you introduce the Inquisitors, you introduce Obi-Wan, you introduce Leia, and then you're off. And you can get the first episode done in like 10 minutes as opposed to 45. Then a lot of the stuff is going to be very similar. I think you get less Leia's character development if if you want to say that she had some and then you still have that final battle with obi-wan and anakin because honestly that's what we're all here for we're here for the confrontation between anakin and obi-wan and i think at that point leia just becomes a plot device for how do you get anakin and obi-wan in the same area together and maybe you don't introduce a new inquisitor maybe you just go with the inquisitors that we know hunting down because you don't need to go through her whole backstory of where she comes from because which we find out in this episode, right? We know that she was one of the younglings, correct? Yes. So like, we don't have to know all of her backstory, although I really enjoyed that because I had two theories going into the episode that A, she was one of the younglings or B, she was actually, uh, what's his, what's the rebel leader's name? Raycon? Roken. Roken. I thought maybe it could have been Roken's wife because Roken talks about how he had a force sensitive wife who was abducted and taken. Uh, 
I think well, he I, said I, she was killed, no? But still, I like her angle. I, well, I don't think she said that. I don't think they, the, the Inquisitors took her. I think oh, okay. was what he actually okay. says, like what she what happens to her when she gets taken. We don't know. So like those were the two things. And that, I like that, was, that. that was another thing that going back to the water cooler moment that my, me and my friends were kind of going back and forth. Like, what do you, could it be this? Could it be that? Like, I like the idea of having that that personal connection between episodes. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know what the movie version would look like. I, I imagine the stakes would have to be much larger. We would still need the main conflict to be between Obi-Wan and, and Darth Vader, that, that these two forces are, are looking to find one another and are probably going to butt heads. Well, the main conflict of this show was between the three of you guys, but I'd like to once again congratulate our winner of the week, Chris. Flawless yet again. Mm-hmm. Wow. Get a little good. old, but I'll, I'll see mm-hmm. if I can put up a better fight next time. What can I say? I like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be blinded by my pursuit of victory, but <laughs> it might be what it takes. You can find more of our content wherever you listen to podcasts on our YouTube channel, Twitter at Talking Studios, and our website, TalkingPicturesTrivia.com. We're extremely grateful to all those who subscribe, like, follow, and leave a review. Do you think Obi-Wan worked as a TV show or would it have been better as a movie? Let us know on Twitter, TalkingPicturesTrivia at gmail.com or give us a call at 201-467-8679. You can find me on Twitter at ThomasLayman15. You can find me on Twitter at KJ1000. If you'd like to get a hold of me, feel free to reach out to the boys over on Twitter at TalkingStudios. I can also be found on Twitter at the nicknamed. Join us next time from the high ground when we finish our TV block with Obi-Wan part six. Ding, 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 ding.